Hello, everyone, and welcome to Metalography Podcast. I'm your host, Willie the Wilster. This episode, we will be looking at Colony by In Flames. First off, I want to give a big thank you for all of your support and messages. I enjoy hearing from you and some of your stories and journeys. Thank you for talking to me about music, especially metal music. I love hearing from you, so please keep messaging me and emailing me. I respond to every message and email I get, so email away. I'd love to hear from you. We are heading deeper into Europe, going all the way to Sweden with In Flames. I love In Flames, and Colony was the very first album I heard from them. This was their fourth studio album, and it really opened me up to a new subgenre of metal. In Flames are one of the pioneering bands of the Swedish melodic death metal movement. So you may be wondering, what the hell is Swedish melodic death metal? So I'll do my best to break it down and simplify it, and I think the best place to start is actually with melodic death metal. Think of it as death metal, but with more melodic and harmonizing guitar riffs and solos. Also, vocals tend to be a little more on the high-pitched shrieking and not so much of the low growls and grunts that you find in traditional death metal. Those grunts and growls can still be found in melodic death metal, but it's not as consistent. There are still fast blast beats from the drums, and the bass provides that heavy low-end feel that is common in traditional death metal. Melodic death metal has some influence in the metalcore subgenre as well. So where does Swedish melodic death metal fit in with all this? Well, basically it boils down to the bands that come out of Sweden that had this melodic death metal sound. In Flames, At the Gates, and Dark Tranquility are mostly credited to starting this style or movement. What's interesting is that music and even heavy metal has different movements. There is always something new to discover or to try, and here are some bands in Europe that all kind of thought, hey, let's take the basics of death metal, but add something more to it, like maybe more melodies, and let's experiment with different kinds of vocals as well. And you get a brand new movement that turned into a subgenre of heavy metal. Other great Swedish melodic bands include The Haunted, Soilwork, and Opeth, and of course, I'm a big fan of all of them. Melodic death metal and Swedish melodic death metal are one of my favorite subgenres of heavy metal. I love hearing a lot of the technical guitar riffs and tracks when I first got exposed to the style. I also wanted to try writing more technical and melodic riffs myself. Hearing Colony by In Flames for the first time made me feel like I discovered heavy metal music for the first time all over again. I remember my friend Mark gave me a burnt copy of it along with some other bands he told me to check out. I popped this one first in my car CD player, and the moment the first track started, my attention was solely focused on what was being played in my car speakers. The CD stayed in my CD player for weeks because I could not get enough of it. And honestly, even today, I still can't get enough of it. I have seen In Flames in concert, and it was a great show. Uh, they were doing a mini U.S. tour just before their Reroute to Remain album was coming out. And one thing I thought was interesting about them was they would smile on stage, especially the two guitarists. And Anders, the lead vocalist, would always say thank you very much after each song. And it felt like this was a very polite band for being a heavy metal or melodic death metal band. 
So speaking of guitarists, In Flames was founded by one of their guitarists. And forgive me if I mispronounce his name, Jesper Stromblad. And I always thought that the character Squiskar Squiggle from the fictional band Death Clock from the show Metalocalypse was kind of based off Jesper. He had the, the blonde hair, he was tall, had the Swedish accent. I just couldn't help but make that comparison when I first saw Metalocalypse. Uh, definitely check that show out if you are a fan of heavy metal or just want something different to watch. It's a great show. It's pretty funny. Uh, like I said, the fictional band Death Clock, they actually have albums out. The creator is a phenomenal musician, guitar player himself. So do some research on them and check it out. Maybe listen to some Death Clock songs if you haven't heard any. It's really good stuff. Also, uh, the band In Flames has been known to be very open about their love for Star Wars, as they use the phrase, May the Force Be With You, to address the fans, and usually you can see it somewhere in the album's liner notes. Uh, I remember seeing a shirt that had Gothenburg in the middle of In Flames making an old-school Star Wars-looking logo, and I thought it was a pretty cool creative idea. And I'm kind of kicking myself now for not getting one of those shirts way back when I saw it. So if you got one, let me know. Maybe send me a picture of it. Uh, maybe even tell me how much you'd be willing to borrow with it, and I might take it off your hands. <laughs> So according to a chat I had with Abraham Lincoln on the internet, this album came out on May 21st, 1999 on Nuclear Blast Records. The lineup on this album would later be known to be the classic lineup. And again, forgive me if I mispronounce some names here as, um, you know, these are very Swedish names and, you know, I'm just a guy from, from America here, mostly down in South Texas, but... Um, as I mentioned earlier, Jesper Strombald was one of the guitarists. Uh, the other guitarist on this album was Bjorn Giolette, vocalist Anders Freiden, bassist Peter Ivers, and drummer Daniel Svensson. And they, that completed this classic lineup. Uh, this was also the lineup that I saw in concert. And this lineup would stay intact for several albums and tours. Uh, this album didn't chart that in the U.S. that well, and some would say that this album kind of gets lost between two better albums from In Flames. I disagree a little bit, but it may be that I'm a little biased, as this was the first album I ever heard from them, and so I kind of have a little kind of nostalgia or maybe even an emotional attachment to this album that just has a special place in my heart, so to speak. The songs on this album are Embody the Invisible, Ordinary Story, Scorn, Colony, Zombie Inc., Palarander's Visa, Coerced Coexistence, Resin, Behind Space 99, InSpid 2000, The New World, Man-Made God. Embody the Invisible wastes no time in kicking with a fast tempo beat and a guitar pick slide that sounds too good to be true. Then the melodic guitar riff that blew me away the very first time I heard it. It still gives me chills to this day. The harmonizing guitar parts of the opening riff showed what melodic death metal was about. Hearing those notes, it was just new to me. It was new sounds, 
that I just was not used to hearing or had ever really heard before. And that riff would be played several more times throughout the song. Then Anders with his harsh vocals, not quite grunting and not a full scream, but just a harsh scratching throat sound that was new. And I loved it. It was great. During the verse, the guitars keep a more simple riff, but go back to that melodies and harmonies in between verses. During the chorus, you can hear a more rhythmic riff of the melodic opening riff. You really start to see how this melodic death metal was doing things differently than traditional death metal. Ordinary Story has a more slower tempo, and while there are still some melodies in the opening riff, it starts a little more traditional death metal. This is until the vocals kick in. Anders is singing? Yes, he's singing. This track uh, was one of the earliest tracks that had clean singing vocals on it. The chorus sounds like something dark and sinister with a heavy guitar and bass riff and the harsh vocals. The song sounds big and epic with the structure they use. There are some melodic parts in the song, but really the song has more of an old school death metal sound and feel to it. Scorn picks back up into an intro you hear more of that melodic and harmonizing guitar parts. Now one thing I do want to say is that early in Flames albums, they wrote songs with multiple guitar parts to really capture all the melodies and harmonies they could. When it came to playing some of those songs live, it was a bit difficult to capture that same sound. So on later albums, they tend to write guitar parts with playing the songs live in mind. And you can tell the difference in the, in the two eras of the band. Scorn is one of the songs that you can hear multiple guitar tracks being played over each other, giving it that full melodic feel while keeping a chugging metal riff underneath. The song Colony is probably not only one of my favorite songs off this album, but one of my favorite and flame songs of all time. What's interesting about this song is that the main riffs have more traditional death metal influences to them than melodic sounds. During the verse, the bass line has an amazing groove to it, and you hear some clean guitar playing, a little melody, but the riff between the verses is what really makes me enjoy the song. It is deep, dark, and has a marching tempo to it. I remember the band played it live, and seeing them all headbanging during that riff was just so awesome, because they were all in sync and on time with that beat and the rhythm. It was just like a mop of <laughs> hair just flinging around just something to see that uh, i'm sure if you go on youtube you can probably see a whole bunch of metal bands when they're playing live doing their head banging or what they call the kind of their their helicopter twirl where they kind of twirl their head to make their hair kind of do more of a twirling round um it looks really cool but what also that does is it kind of helps uh relieve strain off your neck to where you're not doing a, a kind of a nodding yes, 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 and really like pulling down your neck. You're kind of just doing a relaxing, rotating motion on your neck, and it's not so hard on there, and you can do it a lot more and, and stronger. Some of us with, you know, a little equilibrium and balances makes us a little dizzy after doing that, so we only do it a little bit, take a break, then do it again. Uh, anyways, sorry about my tangent, getting back to the song Colony. Uh, the song also starts out with a nice synthesizer part before playing that main marching riff. 
I enjoyed the dark theme of this song as well, as I think the tone of the instruments fit. The theme of how technology slowly replaces basic human nature is that same dark theme you would see in some science fiction movies or what they call cyberpunk-type movies. Check out Colony. If you check out any song off that album, it's great. Like I said, it is probably one of my favorite Inflame songs of all time. Absolutely love it. Zombie Inc. sounds a little slower in the opening, but more melodic guitars move the opening in a different direction. The tempo changes during the verse. It isn't until we get off the bridge and the solo part that the song sounds very melodic and almost even loses that death metal foundation to it. There are multiple guitar parts playing different melodies, but complementing each other. The song picks back up to a more traditional palm-muted riff, a great song to hear some different tempos and melodies that Inflames was experimenting with on this album. The next song, Palar Ender's Visa, is an instrumental song, and the translation of this song is The Ballad of Anders the Thief. It starts with an acoustic guitar playing the main rhythm of the song, which has its own melody. Then another acoustic guitar plays a more traditional solo melody to complement that rhythm. It then ends with an acoustic riff being played over a keyboard melody that is a bit somber to hear. Very short song, but I really recommend you check it out for something different. Coerced Coexistence goes back to that melodic guitar riffs, and the song overall has a bit of an epic feel to it, especially during the chorus. I love the chorus parts to this song. Even though the guitar parts are subtle, during the chorus, you can hear a little bit of a melody being laid out that the vocals have added reverb to them that makes the lines echo throughout the song. The solo on this song is fast and very technical, which In Flames was really good at writing. Jesper has said that he enjoyed writing more technical guitar parts during the early albums of In Flames, and this song is one of the ones that shows that writing style. The song Resin slows the tempo down a bit again. The riffs on the song have slight melodies to it, but for me the song just seems to be lacking overall. You do hear some melodies played from the guitars, but even that seems to fall a little short when compared to what some of the other songs have. In my opinion, this is probably the weakest song on the album. Next is Behind Space 99 and it opens with some ambient noises to them, this big launch, and to a very classic-sounding death metal intro riff and blast beat. It's a really great riff to open up a song, and I absolutely love it. You need to check it out if you haven't. This has to be one of my favorite riffs, not only off the album, but by In Flames, and really just in heavy metal in general. It, the way that ambient sound crashes in to just, like blast beat with some really fast picking guitar uh, rhythm going there. It's, it's great. It's fast and it's loud. Very reminiscent of traditional death metal. The song does have some guitar parts that have some melodies played, but the song as a whole feels very much more like traditional death metal song. I love it. It's great. The solos have a slower tempo just before it picks up again towards the end of the song. Insipid 2000 has a very similar format with a more traditional death metal riff and structure. There is an early breakdown after the first chorus that gives the song a different place and is repeated again 
after the second chorus, but Andrew's vocals during the chorus is very rich, and when he sings with his harshness, it sounds very full. The song The New Word goes back to showing a bit more melodic guitars after another classic death metal riff that is a bit slower and grim. The verse riff has a great bend at the end of each measure that just adds a new element to the song. When the melodies from the guitar kick in, the song then adds an epic element to it. During the solo, a classic blast beat kicks in with some fast guitar work with it, including that classic tapping and hammering that's very iconic and famous in rock and metal music. Love it. The last song is Man-Made God, and this is another instrumental, but with a full band, not just acoustic guitars. It starts almost power metal sounding and epic. Actually, the whole song kind of keeps that feel. There are not a lot of tempo changes on it, but it does slow down to just some acoustic guitars playing a melody and another playing a harmony to it. Then the rest of the band comes back in. You can almost say that the whole song is like a big solo for the guitars. About halfway through the song, it goes back to that opening riff. The song cycles through some more riffs and more melodic solos. It's a great song and not a bad way to end an already excellent album. So my final review of this album is that I absolutely love this album. There may be some biases to me about it, liking it, and that's okay. I'm sure you out there listening have that one album that maybe is not so popular with other fans of the band or maybe... In time, it just didn't do as well as some other of the band's albums, but it just means something more to you because maybe it was that first album you heard from the band or something special to it. That's this album for me. Uh, like I said, maybe some bias to me in that this was the first album I heard by In Flames, but I listened to it and the exposure had a big impact on me. Like I said, opened me up to a new subgenre of metal out there. And I went kind of in this big Swedish melodic death metal phase where I was just wanting to check out as many bands and their albums as I could. Colony, Embody the Invisible, and Ordinary Story are probably my favorites off this album. The album does have some of its controversy, though, and that fans are a bit divided. Some say this was the last great In Flames album, and others say this was actually the start of their downfall, or the start of a change in direction that the band eventually would go through. In Flames definitely went through some sound and even songwriting changes as the years go on. They have not been afraid to experiment with different ideas. I mean, after all, the origins of the band was based on trying something new and different, and the end product was a whole new subgenre of metal and the foundation of some other subgenres that would come later. Check this album out. If you haven't listened to it in a while, give it a listen to again. See if uh, you agree that this was their last great album or kind of the beginning of something new for In Flames. In Flames will be a band that I'll always check out when they release new material. I was a fan the minute I heard my first song by them, and I will stand by them until they decide to call it a day and stop putting out new music. Let me know if this album has had an impact on you. Like I said, listen to it. If you haven't listened to it in a while, give it another go. 
Maybe you'll find something new in it that you hadn't noticed before. Thanks for joining me. Please let me know what you thought of this album by emailing me at metallographypodcast at gmail.com. Also, let me know of any albums you would like me to review. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. This helps to grow the show and make it better. Follow us on Twitter at MetalographyPod and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Metalography Podcast. All the links are in the description below. Thanks again for listening and for your support. And remember, keep it loud and keep it metal. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you.